Psalms chapter 107, verse 17. The Bible says, fools, because of their transgression, they are afflicted. And the Bible says, their souls are birthed for all manner of help. And they find none, and their souls draw nigh to the gates of death. And then they cry unto the Lord, they call upon the Lord. And then he saves them, he hears them. But how does he do it? He sends his word. Now let me start preaching. When the Bible talks about fools, it's talking about the people who forsake wisdom. Hallelujah. And I know that's not one of you. Say amen. But the Bible says fools because of their transgression. Now the word transgression in that case is forsaking a certain course of life. Forsaking a certain course you ought to follow. You're transgressing, you're deviating off the path you're supposed to follow. That's what the Bible means there. So when the Bible says that fools, these are people who leave the line they have to follow, who get into a line they don't have to walk in. Who gets what I'm talking about? So he says, and fools, because of their transgression, because they forsake a certain course, because they leave a certain line they ought to follow, the Bible says they are afflicted. So affliction comes to them because they have left a certain course. Now, David said in Psalms 119 verse 67, he said, Before I was afflicted, I went astray. So he first deviated off the way and then affliction came. In other words, if you stayed in the way, affliction couldn't have found him. But he says, before affliction came to me, I went astray. I left a certain course. When I left that course, affliction came to me. Now, he says that fools, because of their transgression, because of them going astray, because of them leaving a certain course they ought to follow, affliction comes to them. Hallelujah. Anybody following? And then the Bible says that their souls reach a place where they are crying, they are thirsty for any kind of hell. They draw nigh to the gates of death. Are you amazed that the world thinks God is responsible for the trouble happening around? It amazes me every day. That human beings think every bad thing happening, that's God right there doing it. So many people question the existence of God because of the troubles they see around the world. Where was God in all this? Where is God in all this? But now the scriptures tell us that affliction comes to men. Now, if somebody maybe had a funny disease, they would say, where is God in all that? If somebody maybe died early, they would say, where is God in all that? If anything bad happened to anybody, they would say, where was God? And now God tells us in his word that Fools, because they transgress, they live that way, they go astray, they get off a certain course, affliction comes to them. Now, God here is trying to tell us that I'm not responsible for the troubles that happen. We are living in a world that is submitted to certain laws. You get what I mean? That you don't even need to know how the law works. It will work on you. You get what I'm talking about? You don't even need to believe the law. It will work on you. Because that's how God has made this world. Hallelujah. And God is not going to go against his word because, you know, there is something many people don't understand. Somebody one time said, ah, you see, if God has all the power and he's able to do anything, why doesn't he stop trouble? But you see, that would mean he has to stop everything. Are you getting me? Because somebody may say, yeah, maybe when somebody is going to fall and they are walking and they are going to fall, then God twists their foot and then... They don't step in there. Yeah, because he's God and he can do anything. When somebody maybe is going to be knocked by a bike, God pauses the bike or he pauses the feet of the one walking to cross the road to be hit by. 
he cannot do all that. Not because he cannot, but because the world is submitted to laws. Somebody say amen. If he is to do that, then he will have to change everything. You see? So, he has to just give you the wisdom that helps you be on the good side of the laws that govern the earth. Why you should do the word of God, why you should listen to God, why you should obey the word of God, why you should respond to the word of God the way he says, is because he knows more than you do. Praise God. God knows more than you do. His level of knowledge, he knows more than you do. And because he knows more than you do, when he tells you something, it's deeper than something good to do, a good moral. No, 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 no. He knows how life moves. And he knows. It's very funny that in the most important areas where people, human beings think the church has no right to talk to them about, did you notice that the areas where you think nobody has a right to tell you how to live your life are the exact areas where you seek for help when they go wrong? Did I make sense? Okay, let me give you an example. When you're a young man or a young girl, you don't think anybody has to tell you how you should choose a spouse, how you should get into marriage. You think you know what you want, you know what to do, you know, nobody should talk to me about this. <laughs> but after you're a victim of your choice, you want to stress everybody to come for help. Who knows what I'm talking about? <laughs> nobody should tell you on how to spend your money. The church thinks they should control. No, no, no. We are wise enough. We know what to do with our money. I worked my money. I earned it. Nobody should tell me. <laughs> but when you get into trouble because of your wrong decisions about your finances, Musumba bank It's amazing how humans think. Have you ever thought about that? Yes, I always think about it. So God has set laws of the earth, and these laws govern everything. Somebody say amen. So the word of God is full of the wisdom of God that helps you function in life on the side where those laws favor you. You see? So when he tells you what to do, he's not just telling you so that he feels like, yeah, I'm controlling them. You see? Everything I tell them is what they do. No, 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 no. He's telling you because he knows that's the safest place for you. Say amen. Say amen. So the Bible says fools, because they go astray, because they transgress, they suffer. Hallelujah. Now what I love about this verse is it's never too late to call upon God. Somebody say amen. The Bible says that they even reached the gates of death. Hallelujah. As in they were at the age of death. They were at the gates of death. They were ready to enter. Somebody say amen. But still they could call upon God. Tell your neighbor, it's never too late to call upon God. Turn to another neighbor and tell them it's never too late to call upon God. Say it again, it's never too late to call upon God. Praise God. The Bible says they were at the gates of death. I remember a verse in the book of Luke. The Bible speaks of the Roman centurion servant. The Bible says that the man was ready to die. But even at the latest stage of the situation, Jesus could still give an answer. Somebody say amen. So your situation is not too late. Gamba, amina. But are we following? Hallelujah. So he says, they cry. They cry. Affliction comes to men because they forsake the way. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? So when they cry to God, when God hears them, he sends his word. Tell your neighbor he sent his word. 
tell them again, he sent his word. That lets you know the importance of the word of God. Remember 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 24. Let's read it. Mm. Mm. Look at that, verse 25. He says, the servant of the Lord, why we exist, why we are ministers of the gospel, why we are important in life is because God has appointed us to in meekness instruct those I don't know whether it's you or others. But he says, those that oppose themselves. He says, if God paradventure will grant them repentance. Hallelujah. He would grant them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. That they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. Who are taken captive by him at his own will. There are people in this life who are at the mercy of the devil. The devil uh, just thinks, okay, today let me preserve them. Uh, tomorrow, no. Tomorrow you won't go to work. Your leg won't work, so you won't go to work. And because he chose it, it will happen. The Bible says they are taken captive by him at his own will. Now, the problem here is not the devil. The Bible says here that they oppose themselves. Opposing yourself is taking a place that works against you. You take a place that works against you. That's opposing yourself. Praise God. You may not necessarily be doing something wrong, but you may take a place that is to your disadvantage. You may even feel right. You may even feel like you're doing the right thing, but you're taking a place that works against you. And the Bible says, for such a one, you don't need prayers. Because you see, he says, if you find yourself in the captivity of the devil, where you're taken, wherever he wants, he just gets in and he says, headache, and you will have it no matter what you do. He just gets in and says, financial loss, and you will lose no matter what you do. He says, if you're like that, all you need is to be instructed in meekness. That you may awaken, that you may come to a realization of the truth. He says, when you know the truth, when you awaken to that truth, he says, you will recover yourself from the snare of the devil. So, many people want prayers. Pastor, pray for me. Yes, we pray for people. But you see, God's biggest intention can I say this? Healing is important. Say amen. But it's not God's priority. God would rather have you know than heal you. Let me say something very important that you should never forget. Prayer helps you get the short fix that can help you find the word of God to function by it. Prayer does not create lasting results. You ought to know that. Nobody is going to stay free because they prayed for them. Nobody, never be deceived. Yes, we shall pray for you because some of you, the pain is too much and you can't even listen to the word of God. So we shall pray for you for the pain to leave. Some of you, you're too sick to even believe God. So we shall believe God for you and then we pray for you. But then after we pray for you, permanent results come on a certain course, come on a certain pattern. Let me tell you something. Last week, the man of God was asking us to raise our hands if we've not been sick for maybe 10 years or whatever years. And I will tell you the difference. It's not that, you know, some of us, God has said, I've taken away sickness from you. No, 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 no. No, it doesn't work like that. No, a million times, no. Let me tell you how it works. When you understand the word of God for your healing and you function by it, disease will never come to you again. Yeah. Are you hearing me? So I understand your pain. Maybe you need prayers right now. Yes, we shall pray for you. But you see, permanent results are 
brought about a certain way. You, you cannot always believe God for miracle money. You cannot always believe God for debt cancellation. No, 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 child of God, grow up. You cannot believe God like that every other day. You're getting me. You have to reach a time where you have to find out what the word of God says about your finances. You have to reach a time and find out what the word of God says about your health. You have to reach a time and find out what the word of God says about your marriage. You have to reach a time and find out what the word of God says about your business. You have to get to that place. Somebody say amen. amen. Do you get what I'm talking about? So many people, you want me to cast out the devil that is disturbing your marriage. Fire in the name of Jesus. So some of you, even my mother struggled in her marriage. Even me, I'm struggling in my marriage. Fire, musumba, saba, saba, saba. Yes, and we shall pray. But you see, at a particular point, I have to teach you the principles that build marriage. Because the word of God has provided for them. You see what I mean? I cannot just declare, in the name of Jesus, if you're single, receive a husband. Ah, uh -uh, come on. The word of God has taught us how to attract things. Somebody say amen. I cannot always be praying in the name of Jesus. If you're here and you have a debt, I cancel it in the name of Jesus. The Bible has taught us how to prosper financially. The Bible has taught us how finances grow. Somebody say amen. amen. Ooh, hallelujah. Ah, pastor, pray for me. Let me tell you, until you embrace this principle, you'll always be at the mercy of men of God. And that's why Africans are so abused by you know what I'm talking about? Because you're there, pastor, pray. It has come back. Musumba, chiribubi. Praise the Lord. So you get a dream, pastor, pray. Where? Can I tell you something? Sometimes you just have to act like you know. <laughs> Let me tell you. The devil doesn't know that you don't know. Hey! The devil doesn't know that you don't know. So don't start saying, I don't know what to do. Uh-uh. Even in the middle of that confusion, say, I think I know what to do. The devil will communicate to all his cohorts and say, pack your bags and leave. She said she knows what to do. <laughs> pastor, pastor, pastor. It has come back. Uh, you also go back. Somebody say amen. amen. Let me tell you, Jesus Christ is not coming back for a beggarly church, for a sickly church, for a weak church that needs help from the man of God. When the man of God travels, the church is in trouble. He gave some pastors, apostles, preachers. He says what? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of ministry. Child of God. You are past the place of being, Simani, come to church, God will give you a miracle. Uh -uh. We are perfecting saints for the work of ministry. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. So the Bible says, there are Christians. If the devil says, you're not leaving this country, no matter how many opportunities come, the devil has said. And even you, you testify, Papa. Like, I even got the dream. When a very huge man, and you know Christians, eh? when they're narrating negative dreams, I realized that <laughs> By the way, no Christians. Because they want to terrify you, so they say, if the command was like this, they say, Musumba, the Chiman was like this. He stood before me and he said, You won't leave. Pastor, pray. Praise God. I woke up with a, it was sharp. 
<laughs> Praise God. Then some of you, some of you, your specialists, you know the meaning of every pain. When you have a sharp pain here, those are the early signs of this kind of disease. When you wake up and you feel a sharp, you know, one time a lady told me, every day I have to test for breast, I have to look for breast cancer. Because that's killing women. So they taught us how. And she was a Christian. Praise God. Praise God. Some of you, I have to check myself every day. To be sure I'm what? Now, how do you check yourself for an accident? The car can just knock you. <laughs> Let me tell you. You cannot live your life like that. You're getting off the course. You see? So, what you think is wisdom, you're taking a place against yourself. What you think, mm, we should be wise, even the Bible says we should be wise as serpents. Ah, that's not the wisdom he was talking about. Many people overtwist the word of God. Praise the Lord. So, many of us are thinking, ah, I think I need to, you know, ah, ah. you don't need to. The Bible says, when a man finds himself in a snare of the devil, what he needs is to be instructed in meekness that he made come to the acknowledgement of the truth. He says when he does, he will recover himself from the snare of the devil. Do you remember that verse in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16? Read it for me. Want to go? The Bible says all scriptures given by the inspiration of God. Uh-huh. It is profitable for what? Uh-huh. Mm. Mm. Why? Mm. He says that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Praise the Lord. You know, one time I was quarreling and I will continue to quarrel. I said to Christians that I have a problem with somebody who teaches me how to break the demon of poverty and does not teach me how to give. I have a problem with somebody who is teaching me how to break the demon of marriage and does not teach me how to love my wife. You know what I'm talking about? We are devil conscious, yet certain times it's us that have to come back to that way. Many of the things we attribute to the devil, the devil is just taking advantage of our ignorance. You see, when the scripture says that bring tithers in the house of God that there may be food in my house and then he says, when you bring the promise of the tithers is firstly, he rebukes the devourer. Somebody say amen to that. He rebukes the devourer. In other words, the devil will never find a way to eat your money even if he tries. Now, those demons, people say, I have a curse on my life. When I get money, I get problems. When I get money, children fall sick. You're not tithing. You tithe, you will see that that door that devil uses to divide your finances will be locked. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. So he says, and I will rebuke the devourer. And then he continues many, many other promises there. He says, honor the Lord thy God with thy substance and with the increase of thy first fruit. He says, so shall thine barns be filled with plenty and thine one presses shall burst forth with new wine. You see, now he's telling you that when you give first fruit, 
what happens is that you're launched into a realm of abundance. Somebody say amen. And then he says that you will have new ideas. Wine presses are your, like, where you get what you do. You know what I mean? He says new ideas will come up. Your wine presses will burst forth with new ones. Now, somebody does not do that, neglects the word of God, and they want a prayer. You're going to live your life on the aid of men. Who gets what I'm talking about? The Bible says, who is he that wants good life? Let him refrain his tongue from speaking evil. He says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. And then you think you're going to talk anyhow and get so shocked at why you're sick. Me, no matter what they do, like, pastor, nobody has not prayed for me. Who will take away what you've owned? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He says, receive with meekness the engrafted word of God. He says, it is able to save. That word save is transform, change your soul. When the word of God comes to you, it comes with the power to change your life. It comes with the power to set your life on another speed. When God speaks to you, he speaks to you to your advantage. You see, he does not just speak to you because uh, he's bored. Anyway, I'm God, I need to talk. Why, why, why don't I say something? No, God does not work like that. Somebody say amen. So, now I start to realize that no matter what you're going through, no matter how painful it is, no matter how hurting it is, no matter how strong it is, no matter how... <sighs> Praise the Lord. The answer is not in tears. Somebody say amen. amen. Even if the answer was in prayer, you only pray for the sake of God sending his word. The Bible says when they prayed, he didn't send them donors. Somebody say, uh-uh. When they prayed, he didn't send them rich relatives. He sent them the word. Can I tell you something? Sometimes all you need is to put in a certain CD. Sometimes all you need is to read that devotion. Sometimes all you need is to attend that service. Sometimes that's all you need. And then somebody will say, but pastor, do you know how many services I've attended? Let me tell you something. You don't get where we are coming from. If we didn't hold on to this word, we wouldn't be here talking to you. It was not obvious that I would be standing here today. You're getting me? If you know my story, if you ever hear about my story, there is no logical way I would be talking to you here today. It's not possible. You know what I mean? But this thing has made us. I was telling somebody that there is nothing the church goes through, the ministers have not gone through. It is us who have gone through things you have not gone through. So when I say the word works, I have been sick before. Come on, I have been sick before. I have been weak before. I have been broke before. You know what I mean? 
and this word came to us. It brought hope. That's the first thing it does. It brings hope. It gives you an expectation of something good is coming on our way. And you don't know, you're not sure about it, but you just feel like, now I can hope again. Now I can expect again. And before you know it, joy starts to come in your spirit. This is even before anything manifests. I'm here to tell you, we saw these meetings long ago when it couldn't even make sense that they can happen. Praise the Lord. At home I used to pray. And you know, the way I used to pray, one time my sister told me, be very happy you're older than me. That foolishness, I wish I can slap it out. <laughs> because of, man, you don't have nothing. You're getting me? But when we started to pray, we would pray like, <laughs> one time I remember I was praying in a certain place and a, a gentleman came and rebuked me. He said, wait. Why are you talking like that? Stop being arrogant in the presence of God. Now, the dear man thought I had everything physical I was talking about. <laughs> Praise God. Man, when I start to pray, I offend every, every innocent, every ignorant person. Because, you see, you know how you start? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he. That's why I overcome. That's why I'm on top. Hey! So the gentleman was like, don't be arrogant. If God has raised you, stay humble. I wanted to tell him, oh, I wish you know. Hallelujah. You tell yourself, I'm anointed, I'm anointed, I'm born to perform miracles, I'm born to perform wonders, I'm anointed for great things, I'm anointed for the top, and you talk like that. Praise God. This is just the beginning, we are going so far. Because let me tell you, the word of God is true. The word of God is true. If you ask me, between the word of God and you, who lies, I will say you. Because the Bible says it is living and what? Active. When it says anything, if you take a hold of it, it has to work for you. Mm. You know, one time somebody said, spoke about me and said, I don't like Apostle Emma. And then they asked him why. And then he said, no, that guy, the word, the word, the word. We need real people. Like, I need realistic people. <laughs> when they told me, I told them it's because they don't know who I am and they don't know where I come from. If they knew, they would understand what I'm talking about. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you're talking of sickness, we've been sick. Are you getting me? Whatever you're talking about, Musumba, no. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. But here we are. Very excited about life. Very expectant about the future. Hallelujah. 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 Get this word. Get this word. That's all you need. It does two things for you. It gives you the wisdom on how to live your life. Praise God then it gives you a language with which to function. They cry to God. Hallelujah. And God hears them and just does what? 
sends his word. And when he sent it, the Bible says, it worked. Tell your neighbor, it worked. Tell them again, it worked. Now, if it worked, how can it fail now? Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. If you're doubting that the word of God works, blind but Myers knows that it works. If you're doubting that the word of God works, the lady with the flow of blood knows that it works. If you're doubting that the word of God works, the prophets of old know that that word works. If you're doubting that the word of God works, Jesus himself knows that the word works. The apostles know that the word works. This is the thing that built the church to where it is. Praise God. It cannot fail you. It's just that many Christians, you know, become familiar. Some of you, when your phone vibrates with a message, you come excited because you called your auntie and told her, Auntie Chiribubi, send something. So when the phone vibrates, you come excited. And then you find it's a devotion. And I thought auntie had responded. <laughs> Some of you are laughing like I'm talking about you. That's where true excitement should be. Somebody say amen. Can I tell you something? When your life is changing, you never know. No. You've never caught yourself growing taller. Have you ever? You just wake up one day and something that was here is exalted. You know? You know what I mean? Yeah. So is spiritual growth. Praise God. When your life is being transformed, when your life is raising, when you're growing out of a situation, when you're growing out of a circumstance, you cannot tell. It's just that one day you look back and you realize you're bigger than it. Somebody shout amen. amen. So stick to this thing. Let nobody convince you it's not working. Let nobody convince you nothing is happening with you. For us, we see and we can tell something is happening. Hallelujah. You learn it. Whichever situation you're going through, the word of God has told about it. The word of God has an answer about it. The word of God has a response about it. Hallelujah. And what I loved about the scripture, it said that even when you are at the gates of death, I mean, you're just ready to end. Praise God. There is still help for you. Don't be deceived by the world. Don't be deceived by people who claim to have gone ahead of you and they told you, even as they told us. I remember one time a man came and told me, young man, ah, uh, these things of the gospel. Preach the gospel, but also be wise. Because for us, we, we were foolish. We only preached and preached and preached. And look at us. So, whatever he meant. I don't Praise God. But I'm here to tell you, he was lying to me. He was lying to me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you. Can I share something about my life? Interesting. I talk to the Holy Spirit more than I talk to anybody. 
then the next person I talk to more than anybody is me. I talk to myself more than I talk to any human being. I promise you. You understand what I'm saying? So I talk to me more than I talk to anybody. After I talk to the Holy Spirit, then I talk to me. Praise the Lord. Every day. I have words everywhere to talk. Are you getting me? Every day. And you see, <laughs> people have called me everything I call myself. Sometimes it takes some time. You're getting me? <laughs> Who knows what I'm talking about? Sometimes it takes some time, but then it comes. When I read in the scriptures and they tell me something about me, I call myself that thing more than I talk to anybody. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And that's sometimes that's why I want to pray alone because I don't want to stumble people. You're getting me. <laughs> you can call yourself something and somebody's like, <laughs> <laughs> so you talk alone. I mean. <laughs> you talk alone. Hallelujah. <laughs> you build yourself alone. Say amen. Because what are you doing? You're responding to the word of God. I have to respond. It doesn't have to make sense to anybody, but I have to respond. Somebody shout amen. I have to respond. I have seen enough to know that anything I say, it's just a matter of time. I will see it in my life. Somebody shout amen. And anything I don't want to see, I know how it dies. It doesn't even die by you fighting it. It doesn't die by you attacking it. It doesn't die by you pouring fire on it. No, 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 no. The Bible says I have set before you life and death. But he says you choose life. When pain comes, choose life. When distress comes, choose life. Now, how do I choose life? He said, say not that there are yet many days, then cometh the harvest. The wisdom is in say not. Somebody say amen. amen. And then some of you, your prayers are too small. Learn to speak things that cover many things. Who got what I say? Lord, this is my year of marriage. Ah, ah that is too small. You're getting me. You say things are coming to me. <laughs> favor is coming to me. Favor is coming to me. Favor is too much on me. Are you getting me? The wisdom of God works in me. I know how to speak. I know how to respond. I know how to answer. In the name of Jesus. My countenance is radiating glory. Everybody that sees me sees the glory of God on my life. Hallelujah. It will cover smanny job, married, what? Are you getting what I'm talking about? Because some of you, the way you speak, it's as though you're begging indirectly. But this is my year of driving a car. <laughs> Hallelujah. Speak the word of God over your life. That's how they respond to it. That's why sometimes when the man of God is preaching, when he's talking, I talk back. You know what I mean? I talk back. When he's talking, I talk back. When, that's why sometimes he even invites us to put our names. And I know some of you, when you hear, maybe somebody say, I'm deep, you just say, Mukama, Yakua. You say, 
even them that thing. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Learn to respond to the word of God. It can kill anything. It can destroy anything. You don't even need to respond to the pain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let it dwell in you richly. In all wisdom. Like richly. You have the word of God in your banners. Somebody say amen. So when the devotional comes, you read it. Let me tell you. One time we read a devotional word manifest. One time we read a devotional and we couldn't even preach. You're getting me. Sometimes I read it and I stay thinking on it the whole day. Now the Bible says the measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear determines the measure of what? Virtue and knowledge that comes to you that hear. In other words, you don't just let it sleep. You... <laughs> Today's devotion was about um, what? Seize your time. I think, yeah. I think that, it, it, uh-uh. Read it every after an hour. Somebody say amen. amen. You don't know what you're doing to yourself. Read it. You read it again. You say, mm. Read it to a place where you can recite it. Somebody say amen. amen. You don't know what you're doing to your life. Praise the Lord. But you know many Christians are... Uh, I tried. Papa, I tried those things, but now I need prayer. Uh-uh. You need the word. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. So today, I'm just here to encourage you to use the word of God in your lives. Hallelujah. Firstly, obey it. Do what it teaches you. Your life won't be the same again. But again, exercise it by speaking it on your life. Hallelujah. If you ever turned every question you have in the Bible into a confession of faith, you'd get so shocked at how far your life would go. <laughs> Praise God. Praise the Lord. Yes. Life is easy. Tell your neighbor, life is easy. The word of God is available for me and it makes my life beautiful. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word. The word says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The word says you have overcome this world. The word says you're more than a conqueror. You don't need a miracle. You need the word of God. You don't need a special prayer. You need the word of God. The Bible says when Jesus sent his word in the Roman centurion's house, it performed a miracle for the sick man there. When Jesus spoke the word over the sea, it performed miracles there. You can change your life by the word of God. Your life can be transformed by the word of God. 
because it is living and active the word is living and active you're the righteousness of God. That word can break any addiction. The life of God is in you. He says this is the record. That God has given us eternal life. And this life is in the Son, Jesus Christ. He says, whosoever has the Son of God, he has this life in him. The devil is under your feet. You are an overcomer. Things are turning around for you. Things are good on your side. You have a beautiful story. The Lord beautifies your life every day. The Lord increases you on every side. He blesses your life every way. In the name of Jesus, terror is far from you. Disease is far from you. Weakness is far from you. Confusion is far from you. The wisdom of God is on your side. The wisdom of God is operating in you. No matter what they say, no matter who says what they say, you're more than a conqueror. Through Christ Jesus that has loved you. He says, and in nothing terrified of our adversaries, which to them is a token of perdition, but to us of salvation, and that which is of God. You don't need a vision. You don't need a prophecy. We have a more sure word of prophecy. The Bible says you do good when you eat to eat. The word of God is working for you. The word of God is working for you. It gives bread to the eater. It gives seed to the sower. In the name of Jesus, revelation comes to you. Wisdom comes to you. Understanding comes to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, God changes your life. God transforms your life. Refuse to say the wrong thing. Refuse to say the wrong words. Refuse it in your spirit. Refuse it in your heart. Make up your mind to call yourself what God says you are. You are what God says you are. He says I will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on me?
we thank you for this wonderful day. We thank you for the great time we've had. Lord, I decree and declare that we are going to have a great week. We are going to have a blessed week. We are going to walk in your power. We are going to walk in your word. We are going to see your glory this week. In the name of Jesus, I decree and declare that there is no sickness this week. I decree and declare there are no tears of pain this week. I decree and declare that joy is coming to you this week. I decree and declare that answers are coming to you this week. I decree and declare that the Lord manifests himself to you this week. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. The life of God is in you. The Lord causes you to triumph. The Lord increases you on every side. The Lord comforts you on every side. The Lord protects you. The Lord builds your life. The Lord watches over you. The Lord works for you. The Lord works in you because that is what he has promised. And in the name of Jesus all is well with you. All is well with you. Your race has come in the name of Jesus. Your place is at rest. Your life is at rest. Your heart is at rest because God has perfected all that concerns you in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout amen. Oh hallelujah. Somebody celebrate God. Celebrate the victory of God. I would like to invite anybody who is not born again. If you're not born again, I would like to invite you right now to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. This is your day to keep your heart to Jesus, to change it for good. Say, Lord Jesus, today, I believe that you died and rose from the dead. And I believe that you are the Lord of my life. I confess you as the Lord of my life and the Savior of my soul. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. Amen.